Welcome to today's episode of the Top Producing Zone podcast. I'm your co-host, Michael Jin. And I'm Shane Carvalho. Have you been struggling with your real estate production in terms of finding that consistent business? Are you just feeling like you're going from transaction to transaction and you're not able to build off of those? If you find yourself thinking about that, then you're definitely going to want to stay tuned for today's topic because our team has built out a production business that does at least 35 million in sales every single year. And most of that comes from repeat and referral clients. So today we're going to walk you through our number one tool and system for how we continue to maintain this business with our existing client base. Well, you know, that's a great intro, Michael. And what I'd like to kick it off with is that, you know, before we even get into like, you know, what we do and, and why it's so important, I think it's important first and foremost to ask yourself what kind of business you're building. Because the thing is, is that we're all about building a long-term relationship with clients. While there are agents out there that are fine with just having a transactional business. So we're not judging what's better, but what I'm going to say is that this is only effective if you truly want to build long, you know, long-standing relationships. If you're someone that's just out there, you know, buying leads and trying to turn transactions, then this might not be something that interests you. Or maybe if you are one of those people, maybe this will kind of change your game. But uh, I, I'm really excited about sharing this, and I, I really believe in it. It's what I do, and I think that, you know, if someone's willing to be consistent and apply this to their business. There's no reason why they shouldn't have a consistent baseline of business every month, regardless of market. Yeah. And I think that's actually a good point that I want to just add on to is that like, I think depending on where you are, like when you're listening to this podcast and what, what city you're in, like that could also impact like what your approach is to real estate. Like if you're in a big like metropolitan city, like chances are good that you're probably going to be, you know, one transaction and done with many clients because there's just so many people there. But if you're living in like a small town, like, you know, Shane's over in you know, Costa Laptos. I'm in San Jose. I mean, it's big, but like you, you kind of see the, some of the same people in your neighborhood. Like, you know, it, it definitely is going to pay off to build those long lasting relationships uh, with, with the people that you work with, um, especially in small towns, because, you know, everyone's going to talk to everybody else. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, you can make big waves in a big pond too. Uh, however, it is super important. And I mean, I guess I'll kick it off with kind of how it started for me in my career and just how it's developed into what it is. I mean, obviously as a new agent, I mean, I've been in the business now for over 20 years, you know, as a new agent, you're brand new. Hey, I'm a realtor, you know, I mean, you let your family and friends and your circle know, and that's kind of how it kicked off. But, you know, as a brand new agent, you really, a lot of times are kind of overwhelmed at like, okay, what direction do I go? And um, admittedly, I kind of fell into this sphere by accident. But what allowed it to develop is that I truly cared about what's best for every client. I truly cared about, you know, building a relationship and being able to take care of them. And at the time at where I was at, you know, early 20s, you know, a lot of my good friends were in the same generation. They were looking to buy their first homes and basically build their lives. And so it's like I kind of fell into helping a lot of first time home buyers. We were in a distressed market. There were other clients that were losing their homes. You know, I had a mortgage background, so I became really proficient in helping with short sales. So I kind of fell into what the market was and what the demographic was. But then basically um, the root of what created the success or the relationships or where it kind of took my business was that once I helped my friends 
family, you know, people that I knew, they started telling other people about it. And um, honestly, this whole thing about what we're talking about today and nurturing our database and, and you know, taking care of our clients going forward, um, you know, I naturally did it. Like I naturally wanted to be good to all my clients, but I really didn't go back and make it a structure in my business till about six years ago. Uh, I was just so busy that it was hard. I would communicate with them and check in with people periodically, but I didn't have a consistent way or a consistent program. And that's been a huge game changer. And I want to share this today because I want people, especially newer agents to launch this now because it can change your trajectory. So, so let's talk a little bit about that structure. Cause I know when you first introduced it to me, it was, it was mind blowing because it was a very just simple tool that you use, but it like it, it kind of forms the backbone of all the follow-up, all the processes, all the structure that you have put in place. And of course, you know, that tool that I'm talking about is the, uh, is the all about you form that we send to all of our clients. Um, so maybe talk a little bit about, you know, how, how did that come about? So the all about you form has been a game changer. Um, you know, as a successful agent, you know, you really need to have coaching or, you know, have, you really just, if you want to be the complete agent, you need to take from those that have been successful, you need to learn different techniques and strategies. And, um, you know, I did do some coaching with the core for a while. And that's one of the key things that I picked up. What I loved about the core was that they were really big on building the kind of business that I was already living, but I got a lot of tips to improve that. One of them was the all about you form. And basically what this is, this is a questionnaire that asks your new clients like, Hey, when's your birthday? You know, are you married? You know, when's your anniversary? What's your favorite place to get coffee? Do you have a favorite restaurant? You know, what are your pets? Do you have pets, pets, names, kids, you know, et cetera. So it just, it's, it's a form that we send as a link, as a survey and your clients pretty much just fill it out. And now all of a sudden in your database, Instead of just having, you know, Joe and Mary Smith, you know, and oh, in the notes, we actually sold them a house, you know, two years ago. Now you you pretty much have everything about them on a more intimate level. Um, typically, we build good relationships with our clients when we work with them anyway. But now it's it's you're more in tune. And what we do is we take this form and we utilize it for their gifting. And um, one of the things we do every year is like the birthday gifting program. Every year on their birthday, they'll receive a little gift from us. And uh, anyway, Michael, I don't want to get too deep in that. I'm not sure where you want to go with that, but that's, you know, one of the initial purposes of the All About You was to get them in the birthday gifting program and also know when we do gift them what they like or what their interests are. Well, I, I think the the one thing I wanted to hit on that was why it was it was super cool for me the first time I saw it and why I've started to use it is because, I mean, one, it's a, it's just a very simple tool, right? We set it up in, in Google Forms. You set it up as a survey. It walks them through all the information they need to fill out. But I think it's especially important, like as whether you're an existing agent looking to maintain your business or a new agent looking to start out, especially in this day and age, like people's attention spans are like incredibly short, right? And so it's hard to stay top of mind, right? You think about what a young professional or a family goes through, like everything every day that competes like the things that compete to stay on top of their mind, right? They're not going to be thinking about, you know, their, their real estate agent, right? Um, until the time comes. And even then, like, who knows, like somebody else might've reached out to them already. But the cool thing about this all about you form, like you said, you got them initially into the birthday gifting program, right? So then at least they're hearing from you once a year. So you're maintaining that touch point with them. 
you're developing that relationship with them and you're staying top of mind with them as best as you can as a real estate agent. So that's kind of what was just mind blowing for me. Yeah, no. And I, you know, when I first, I guess for me, like just from like coaching, watching the gurus, just, you know, everything that's out there, um, nothing really ever, like there was very little that stuck with me, but what has stuck with me is all these different types of things that have to do with nurturing your sphere. And, um, with all the different things I listen to every day, um, you know, I just, what stuck with me over the last few years has been this. And so I've taken every possible angle, every possible way to improve how I focus and help my sphere. And I've made that my number one priority. You know, everybody out there has their specialty, but um, I've taken this and I've tried to utilize it to, you know, grow my business and serve my clients better. So it's not necessarily a selfish thing, but it's also, it's something that, you know, helps me be better engaged and, and just be there for them. Because I mean, throughout the process, sometimes you get a call like, Hey, I need a contractor to remodel my bathroom or, Hey, I'm having this problem or, Hey, do you know anybody where, you know, I could order this furniture? It's like you now have that open line of communication where they're comfortable reaching out to you. Whereas, you know how sometimes if you're bad about staying in touch, if you haven't talked to your client in three years, you're kind of embarrassed to pick up the phone and be like, Hey, remember me? You know? And so this keeps an open line of communication both ways, because what you don't think about is your clients could feel embarrassed as well. I mean, some clients are ultimately grateful that you help them achieve the dream of home ownership, but then they can be on the other side of that three years later. Oh my God, I haven't even kept in touch and he helped me so much. And so it's, I mean, that's something that that's big. The other thing too, is that, you know, in developing this um, and developing the follow-up, it's created a platform for doing like client parties, maybe a couple of times a year, you know, obviously during COVID, there was a little less of that, you know, parties. Right. But I've always been a big fan of doing holiday stuff, um, giveaways, summer things, um, even maybe like a happy hour. And so, you know, having this list and kind of knowing um, your audience and where they're where they live and essentially what their interests are, if they have kids or not, it helps you in your planning activities. You know, if, if it's, it's going to be like, oh, it's a lot of my families, then maybe it's a family activity where you're looking out for the kids and everything. Right. Um, just depending on what your demographics are. So um, it, it really helps you with planning and being able to take it a step deeper Whereas if you don't know much about your clients, like, I mean, here's an odd one. Like, so you know that your client doesn't drink alcohol, but you're inviting them out for a night on the town. You guys are going to go Whoops. bar hopping. <laughs> you know, it's probably not a smart thing, right? Or you have a client that for religious purposes does not eat meat. I mean, don't be sending them like the steak package for Christmas. You know, it's like it, it really helps because it's impossible, especially as your business gets huge. It's impossible to know your database off the top of your head to really fully serve them, to truly serve them. So um, anyway, I don't know, Michael, what do you think about that? No, I mean, I think it's, it's super true. And like, I think with our clients, like we, like our approach is always to kind of develop that relationship with them and like really treat them as family. And ultimately a lot of these clients do become family, right? But just even from a pure like business perspective, it's like, what does this form help with? It, it helps you better understand like in, in the corporate world, we have this term called uh, KYC, which is called know your customer, right? 
And this form really is a, the best way to help you do that because then what, what can you do? You know their interests, you know their dislikes, you know not to give them you know, alcohol if they don't drink, if they're, they're not, if they're, they don't drink. But then it really allows you then to customize and tailor your messaging to your clients, right? Which in this day and age, like we're just bombarded with so much content, with so much stuff. Like I'm going to skip over the stuff that has no relationship to anything that I'm interested in, right? But as, a, as an agent, even like if I know that you like wine and I can send you something like that creates that connection right off the bat because it's like, hey, you know, like I, I feel like people are really impressed by this because sometimes they'll share things and I think they don't necessarily expect that the person on the receiving end is going to remember all this stuff, right? right? But even with this all about you form, like it could help with that because somebody right. might share something and then like a month or two later, you're like, oh, hey, it's your birthday. I remember it was your birthday. And then here's a gift and be like, oh, hey, like I didn't think I made that big of an impression on on Michael or on Shane, but like they still remembered. And that's super important because then that in my head creates that connection of, oh, hey, Shane is somebody now that like he listens to what I say he remembers, right? So that means I have, I've built a little bit of trust with him now, right? So that means like, I know he's looking out for my best interests. Yeah, no, that's a good point. The other thing too, is that like, when you're talking about being bombarded with stuff, it's like you receive a lot of blasts, even from people you've done business before with, that's just like one size fits all, you know? It's like, oh yeah, you can buy your first house now. And it's like, you're saying that to a client that, you know, already bought or, you know, hey, you can refinance. And it's like your first time buyer list that's still looking or whatever. It's like really knowing your customer. And I love that. I had never heard that term before KYC. But, you know, KYC is part of that building that relationship where they know and like, oh, yeah, he cares. He knows he understands because, you know, it's like, I mean, this is one thing that kind of scared me about AI at first with one of our CRMs. You know, last year I had a client whose house had burned down. And my stupid system is sending them a message to sell their house. Like that's not KYC. That was, yeah. I was like sick to my stomach when I saw that happen. I was like, oh my God, my client's stressed out because they just lost their house in the fire. My stupid CRM is messaging them, telling them, hey, let's sell your house. Like that's, I mean, you couldn't send a worse message out. So this is why like the one size fits all or complete automation and everything that's not my business. I mean, that's not my business model for, you know, building and maintaining your sphere. You got to just take the time and pick up the phone like that. That's where I'm at. I'm not saying that there isn't room in your business for using, because I think AI is a big thing and it's going to change the game for us in many ways. But this is one area that I am not a big fan of like delegating it. Like if these are, because then you're fake, right? Like these are real relationships. Like I value these people and this is a guide to really know them well. And just keep everything in order in my head because my memory's gotten worse as I've gotten older. <laughs> so um, anyway, I yeah, I mean, I I think that that's that's another crucial piece that I didn't even thought to mention today, but it's important. Yeah, I mean, so the other thing, let's talk a little bit about like we 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 have the all about you form, and I just want to let our listeners know, like Shane and I are all about helping you guys out right now in your production business, right? So if the all about you form is something that you're really interested in, like please reach out to one of us um, on social media or just send us an email, send us a text, whatever it is. And we're happy to, to share that with you so that way you're not having to build it from scratch. Um, and so with the all about you form, like, so that's kind of the tool, you get the information. So let's talk a little bit now about like what other structures and like processes have you kind of built into your organization to kind of really help 
support, you know, maintaining these relationships? Like, what do you do after you have all the information? Well, so first of all, you know, to provide this level of customer service, especially being a more high production agent, you really need an army. It's not just you. Um, so I have a wonderful, uh, her title is logistics manager, but I have a wonderful assistant who, you know, spearheads our gifting campaign, you know, planning our client events and everything. And so, you know, I'll, I'll handwrite these cards, um, you know, I'll kind of go over them with her each week, go over what clients have birthdays, anniversaries. And, you know, we work together on this, but I mean, I couldn't do it without her. I mean, there is a way to automate the gifting and there's companies out there that you could just set up and they'll just send stuff out. But once again, I like to put a personal touch on it. So we still manually send them out. Um, I mean, if you want to go, we'll go a layer deeper really quick here, Michael. I don't want to segue too far off the topic, but you know, along the lines of building these relationships with our past clients, staying engaged, staying in touch, staying informed, making sure they have what they need, you know, always being there, being their go-to person for everything related to house. Um, The other part that's really important to me, like you mentioned earlier, being in a small community, hey, I'm a small business person. I want to help other small businesses. So taking a layer deeper was actually creating relationships with local small businesses to take part in the gifting program. And that's been a game changer because, okay, like, listen to this. So no offense, big business out there, big companies, you want to go buy some big, you know, big companies, gift cards and hand them out. There's no issue. I'm not being weird about that. Like everybody deserves to make a living. My whole point though, is if I can literally do something good for my client while helping a local business at the same time and everybody wins, like, why not? You know? And so, you know, I, you know, just give you an example, like local coffee shop, good friends with the owner was like, Hey, here's my plan. I'm going to put my real estate business credit card on file with you. We're going to create these co-branded gift cards. And basically whenever, you know, we gift our clients on a birthday, whatever it is, they come in with this coupon, go ahead and charge the credit card for, you know, what we're giving them. And that way you're making money. We're giving your business exposure, turning them on to a new local business. They're probably, they may be even new in the neighborhood. So it's like, you just picked up a new client. And um, at the same time as an agent, um, you know, we're, we're, we run expensive businesses. And if you have to go out there and just buy tons of gift cards up front, that's a huge investment. It is. Some people are not good about using them. I mean, the other side of this is that you have now been able to gift clients these gift cards and you don't get charged till they're used. Think about like the intention of gift is there hundred percent. Like I want to gift this. I want them to use it like without a doubt. But from the business side of things, think about what you just did. You can gift away all year long. And when they use them is when you get charged. I'm bad about using mine in a timely manner. I mean, I rack up. I probably have $2,000 in gift cards in a folder in my car right now. And I'll totally forget about them until after. Oh, yeah, I'm going to use this next week. And then it's like, oh, you go again. Oh, I had a gift card. So it's um, that's just a huge win for the small businesses and for your relationship. It's also led to referrals. Like this coffee shop, for instance, they've referred me business back because they think about me. It's like, oh, my God you know what, we have an agent that, you know, so I wanted to mention that too, Michael, because I mean, that's like, it's amazing how much you can build on this. 
No, it, it absolutely is. I, I think it's like, again, it's about building that relationship. And here, instead of building that relationship with clients, you're building relationships with your local businesses and everyone's kind of helping out and supporting each other. So so that's just, that's really cool. Um, and I think the, the one thing is like, so I like how, like, what about for new agents, right? Who may not necessarily, and I, I like what you do with this, right? Because you, you give them a gift card and you really only pay when they go and redeem the gift card right but as like new agents like you know that may not have you know as much cash flow or so to speak right um how would you recommend they go about it would you recommend they do the same thing or would do you think they should do something differently well i mean here's the thing like you're if you're a new agent and you're building your business you know i mean i have you know a thousand plus clients in my database i mean Realistically, I probably have over 5,000, but who I nurture is probably somewhere in the 1,000 to 1,200 range. So, I mean, but I've built my business to that level and I produce, you know, I sell 30, 40 million a year still myself. So it's, it's essentially relative to what you're doing. So I think that for the gifting purpose, even if it's just $10 or $20, whatever, I think it's affordable for an agent right off the bat especially with the fact that you don't get charged until it's used. So if you're a newer agent and you don't have as many clients, then you might only have 10 people in your database. So, you know, 10 times a year, 20 bucks, a couple hundred bucks in a year. I think that's affordable. I think where, I think where I would, um, cause I mean, one thing we didn't talk about, but it's not quite in this, this exact thing, but if you take that same coffee shop and you do the, Hey, I'm buying coffee for two hours today for anybody that comes in. It's that circumstance as a new agent that maybe doesn't have a lot of capital where you want to tell the coffee shop owner, Hey, you know what? I want to do this event today and I want to buy everybody coffee for the next couple hours, but I'm capped out at like 250 or whatever it is. So I think for situations like that, you need to cap it. But from a gift giving perspective, I still think this is the most effective way to do it. And you can start small. Like you don't have to spend a fortune. Like literally it's the thought that counts. Like literally like that's, you know what I mean? No, no absolutely. I was going to say, so like, even if you're an agent, you want to send like your client a card, right? Handwrite the card, like take right. the time to handwrite a card. Don't type it up. Don't go through these like online card, like development, like these online card printing shops, right? Um, take the time to customize and do it yourself. Yeah. Those printed cards go straight to the trash. But I, I still have handwritten cards from clients for my birthday or get well cards when I was sick or things like that. I just say I save them like I feel like that's a message I need to hold on to. OK, maybe I'm a little bit of a pack rat sometimes, but I'm just saying like if it's personal like that, if it's just some commercialized holiday card, it's like, oh, well, I'm glad I'm on their list. But, you know, like here, like. You know what I mean? I think it goes back to I don't necessarily think it's because you're a pack rat. I think it goes back to like it's, it's meaningful, right? It's like, again, in this, like, it, it's funny. Like I, I reflect on this a lot of times. It's really ironic how in a digital age where everything's on social media, everything's about short form content that sometimes like the old school styles work better these days because people I think are not expect, they're not expecting it. Right. Old school. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it's, there's something to be said about like, even in, so even like in, in like social media right now, like with Instagram and whatnot, like if you look at reels, you see people like trending towards reels that aren't just like from beginning to end, they throw in stuff that kind of interrupts 
what you're paying attention to, right? Because it, it, it like it, it clicks something in your brain, like latches onto that and it makes you like focus a little bit better. And I think this is the same thing. It's like when you send somebody a handwritten card these days, it's almost like, wait, I'm so used to getting, you know, like I get like a ton of Christmas cards every Christmas. Like people just go and go like Shutterstock and print, which is great. I mean, I'm not, I'm not like, you know, well, it's I'm nice not to keep up with, it. yeah, like it's distant nice family members, updated family picture, the kids, like, yeah, but you, like everybody does that nowadays. Right. But right. to like, not a lot of people handwrite like a custom right. message to you. Right? right. So when you get a custom written message, your brain, my brain's almost like, wait a second, what's going on? I don't know how to process this because it's not a habit anymore for me to be able to receive a custom handwritten like card. And so it makes me think and focus. Well, not only that, and it's gotten really sad talking about holidays, like knowing your audience, like now, because it's so political to say like Merry Christmas or Happy Hanukkah or whatever. It's like, if you can't say them all in one card, then it's like the devil. So it's like, you get this generic, like happy holidays. It's like, Okay, like you, you know, you just said that to like fifty other people. I don't feel special, you know. And it's like, so yeah, the personal touch. Like I know he's a Merry Christmas guy. I know she's a Happy Hanukkah girl. Like that, like that's personal, handwritten. That's personal. See, that's me. That's old school. That's me. All this, all this vanilla. It's. I mean, it's like I don't know. I guess it's nice to try and stay in front of people or let them know you're on their mailing list, but it doesn't have the same impact. And I think I want to close this, just this, this discussion out on that is like to, to go back to what you were saying earlier about, you know, all these AI tools and chat GPT, like there's no doubt like this stuff, like chat GPT, I use it. It's a game changer. Right. Um, but even then, like anytime I write something with chat GPT, I use it as a structure and as a framework. Like, please, 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 if you're out there listening, like, don't use it to do all your work because I'm a techie guy. I'll tell you right now, like, it's not at that level where it'll be able to customize it to the degree that you need it to. Um, it'll give you the framework. It'll give you the structure, right? But there's something powerful about then you taking what ChatGPT produces for you and modifying a little bit to match your style and what people are accustomed to hearing from you. Right. Right. And I just... Well, well, and then on that note, like I love chat GPT and I, but I mean, I use it more for descriptions and structure of, for speaking and different things, but I still like think out my person, the person communication. Like I don't, I'm not ready to substitute. I've always been a good writer and really been able to connect with my writing or, or who I'm sending it to. And I've never even tried like, you know, using AI for that because I'm really, it's very personal for me. Bro, no, when yeah. it comes to that. So um, you better not be sending me my Christmas cards using that. I'll be very disappointed. No, I will. After this podcast, there's no way I cannot handwrite, do anything else but handwrite a card for you. That's all I'm going to do. Okay. All right. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, look, as we can... I... Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Michael. Sorry. No, no. I was going to say, just like as we close out, is there anything else like just related to repeat and referral clients that you kind of want to share with our audience that you've learned throughout the years? You know, uh, the one thing we didn't touch on is that, you know, when you do get those referrals, send them a little gift card, a little coffee, like, hey, thanks for the referral. Send a little something, just acknowledge them that you really appreciate that they actually went out of their way to connect you with somebody. I mean, I get referrals all the time. And that's something that at first, it wasn't even because I didn't want to, it's just you're busy. And it's like, oh yeah, thanks for the referral or whatever. 
but it's like literally take the time to send them something that is so much more powerful to actually take the time write a little card send a little gift card say you know what thank you so much for thinking about me that's part of it that's part of it and and we could spend all day on this but no i think we've kind of given kind of the overview um like michael mentioned we're happy to share everything we have um i have put this up on my instagram bio so you know you can access it there or you can just reach out to us and we can get it to you and uh, Michael, I think you have a video too on showing people how to. I I do have a video. Um, it's it's uh, yeah. Just be prepared for a very detailed and thorough walkthrough because that's the engineer that I am. So if you're looking for a uh, fun, fast content, that's not what this is. But what it is is if you check out my YouTube channel, um, I do do a beginning to end step by step walkthrough of how to create this form yourself in Google Forms. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, Michael. Great topic. And uh, yeah. Appreciate yeah, it. we'll uh, we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Thanks for listening in.